Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with me. Looking forward to chatting with you. Also feel the need. <laughs> if it's your first episode, sorry. You're going to learn very early on that I overshare. I feel the need to tell you that while I'm recording this episode, I am soaking my feet like to do a pedicure afterwards. Uh, that's the goal anyways. If you have listened to a bunch, you also know my baby usually joins me. But right now, he is miraculously down. I think we might be turning that corner at, you know, about three and a half months of like starting to get on a schedule. So hopefully he remains there for this. But so I should probably stop talking about my pedicure and get to it. But I wanted to paint my toenails for three weeks. Some of you can commiserate with this. It's that thing you keep seeing like, oh yeah, I wanted to do that. Oh yeah, I wanted to. And you never find the right time. I never find the right time to paint my nails or toenails because I just feel like it's always going to get smudged. There's never a time where I can like sit and let them dry. Yes, I've used quick dry polishes and yes, I have used like fast drying sprays as well. So if you're going to recommend those to me, I get it. I have tried that, but then I still got like the issue of layers, like different, you know, I want to do multiple coats. It's a whole thing. So anyway, I sat down to record and was like, oh my goodness, if he stays down and I don't have to go get him, I'm just going to soak my feet while I record. So I'm feeling pretty good about my multitasking today. (laughs) Not that you care. All right. Today we are talking about how to make the most of your macronutrients. And this is basically the question that comes up right away in any challenge or program that I'm doing. A couple weeks in, if I'm working with somebody one-on-one, that we kind of have found out where their macros should be. So say, um, firstly, I should back up a little bit. What are your macronutrients? The macronutrients are carbs, fat, and protein. So when you're tracking or logging, you're getting that overall calorie number, whether it's 1,600, 1,800, 2,100, et cetera, could really be a range from even like 1,400 up to 2,500 probably for most of you listening. Um, So say that's your overall calorie amount and then according to whatever your macro percentages are, you're going to have a target number of grams to hit of carbs, fat, and protein. So you're going to find out once we've really fine-tuned what number that should be, finding where your cut is, your maintenance, your reverse dieting, all that stuff. You want to figure out how to make them last, especially if you are cutting. So if I purposely say you've been at 1700 for a while and your body has stopped losing weight there, it was losing fat there, but it's not working anymore and you need to lower it. You need to go into a cut for just a couple of weeks. The maximum I usually leave anybody in a cut is like six weeks, four to six weeks. It It is what it sounds like. It's you're scraping back a little bit and you're going to have to make do. You know, I don't ever want anyone to feel starving or feel ravenous, but there are legitimately times you're going to feel a little hungry, but you don't have macros for it. And yes, that could also be a sign that we need to up your macros a little bit. So it's not always a sign, you know, like, oh, well, Britt said I should feel hungry. A lot of times it's because you're not eating for volume. So eating for volume and making the most of your macros are are the same thing. That's synonymous, okay? Uh, And this is what I personally have to do, especially after weaning a child. I had difficulty the last both kids. Um, Joe, I didn't even have that much time because as soon as I weaned him, I basically got pregnant. So then it was back to trying to listen to my body. But for Joshua, when I weaned him, I had some time afterwards before I got pregnant again. And I was so hungry. Like my appetite was way up to where it was when I was breastfeeding 
But I was like, oh, man, like I can't eat those calories because I don't need 500 calories a day. I'm not breastfeeding. Our stomachs do grow as well. We need to think about that. Our stomach does shrink and grow. So my stomach, you know, is probably a bigger size, waiting for more food. My appetite's really high. If I just eat a donut and I use up a bunch of carbs and fat for that, I'm going to be starving in actually five minutes, not even like 20 minutes if I ate one donut because it's so calorie dense. So many of us at different times of life, especially like if you're trying to cut a little bit, you're trying to lose fat quicker and make sure you're losing fat. You want to be in a cut for a little bit. You're going to want to make your macros go as far as you can. You basically want to eat as much as you can for your allotted portion. It's like me giving you 50 bucks and being like, you can go spend this at Nordstrom rack or or the regular Nordstrom because Nordstrom rack's probably even cheaper. Say, here's 50 bucks. Go spend that at Nordstrom or go spend that at the thrift store. Think about what you're going to come out with. At Nordstrom, you're going to come out with like maybe, maybe a sweater for 50 bucks um, or a pair of earrings or something. And at the thrift store, you're going to come out with like you know, 10 different items or something like that. So it's it's the same idea of stretching your dollars, making, you know, your pennies last. Same thing with macros, making your carbs, fat, and protein last. So, oh, and I look at this, guys. I actually made some notes before this episode, but then I didn't follow them at all. So I, I previously meant to tell you that it means giving you the most food and giving you the most chewing for your calories. That's also true and that's personal preference. That's why some people like protein shakes, some people do not. I uh, generally don't have them for a main meal. I generally have protein with water or protein with a couple other things as like filling one of my snack categories because I like chewing. If I try to do that for a meal, I finish and I'm probably full and my stomach is full, but I'm like, okay, where, what do I get to chew now? So you, you know, it makes you think about if you want to use the calories on something. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Figured I might as well refer to my notes since I took the time to write them out a couple days ago. Um, so my five tips for this is number one, to build your base with vegetables. So could be a boring answer. You're like, Brittany, are you just telling me to eat, you know, salads all the time? Yes and no. I'm telling you to start there. So this idea, I sometimes tell people, like, fill half their plate with vegetables. That could be something. But um, an example of this, whether it's the actual base or you are just filling your plate half with vegetables, when I go to Chipotle, first of all, Chipotle can be very macro-friendly because a lot of people will say, like, oh, well, I, I stuck to my plan, but I went to Chipotle one day. Chipotle can absolutely fit in your plan. It's a great option to go. They've got vegetables. They've got protein. You can definitely fit your macros going there. So instead of starting with a rice bowl, I start – with a salad. I do call it a salad. Um, The only difference is if you start with a rice bowl, the whole bulk of it is going to be rice. Like that is the base. And then you have the option to add a little bit of lettuce at the end. Whereas if you start with a salad, they fill up your whole container with romaine lettuce and then build from there. So I'm getting more lettuce, which means I'm by the time I eat everything, I'm going to be a lot more full from eating all that lettuce than just from like a little bit of shredded lettuce at the top. And it's only going to help with micronutrients, get you the fiber and everything that you need, hit your three to five servings of vegetables a day, which is important to get the fiber that you need and all the other, you know, vitamin C and things that come with it. So you don't have to totally change what you're eating. Just build a vegetable base with this. I do this at home when we do taco nights because if I just have like my wheat shell or an almond flour shell or a cauliflower shell, whichever kind of tortilla I'm using, and then I do you know, some lettuce on top of it, 
and then the meat and then the guac and then the salsa and whatever, I'm going to still be hungry. Uh, guys, I also have a huge appetite, <laughs> so let that be known. And I've noticed that when hanging out with other people that, oh, wow, they don't eat as much as me and I do just have a, like a ravenous appetite. So I will try, if I just ate that one taco, I'd be hungry after. And then I'd be sitting there munching on all the tortilla chips and all that stuff, trying to fill myself up, thinking, should I eat another taco? I don't know. That doesn't fit. So instead, what I do is I still start with whatever tortilla I'm using, but then I do a whole bed of lettuce and then I build my taco just like that. I eat it down like a salad. And then when it gets towards the end, I wrap it up like a taco and eat it. So it's not feeling like, oh, I have to eat this other salad on the side or like, oh, I really want a taco, but I'm having a taco salad. Kind of best of both worlds with that one. So Whatever your meal is, try to build your base of vegetables. I do try to apply this to other uh, foods and things like that as well that might be more carb heavy or um, just don't have a lot in them. You know, it's like, I don't think this is even a tip that I have, but adding something, yeah, no, I see, this is what happens, ladies, if I do this a couple days ahead of time, then I don't remember what I said. So for example, if uh, you don't get full enough on a stir fry of vegetables and meat and whatever, you can add cauliflower rice to it for almost no caloric value. Like cauliflower rice is so low, but it will help you, you know, chew more and therefore become more full from more chewing and taking up space in your stomach. So it's basically taking those low calorie but nutrient dense foods and making the most of it. So number two, my tip number two is to add nutrient-dense low-calorie soups or side salads. So you can, uh, if it doesn't work with your meal, like the previous tip I just gave of starting the base with vegetables, if you're like, there's no way I can sneak vegetables into this or I don't want to, you know, then just go ahead and add a side super salad. So this, for example, is a lot of times our dinners look like chicken, some kind of chicken. I'll do sun-dried tomatoes and goat cheese or I'll do lemon caper, just any, whatever, whatever I do to the chicken, and then a vegetable or two, and a carb, which is usually a sweet potato, farro, something like that. So again, <laughs> cue the huge appetite. Sometimes I will eat that plate of that portion and be super hungry still. Um, my husband's the same way. We both have high appetites. Again, we both do have a decent amount of muscle mass, so obviously if you have more muscle, you are going to be hungrier. You have to feed the muscle, and you're burning more calories all day at rest. So He's the same way if he just ate, you know, his chicken breast and two cups of vegetables, even if I do two of them, and like a cup of carb, he's going to still be hungry from that. So rather than fill it out with a loaf of bread or something else that's going to just fill us that's not very good for you, a soup can be almost no calories. If you just do, you know, beef or chicken broth and a bunch of vegetables, throw some beans in there too. Obviously, beans have calories and vegetables do have calories, but you can get away with like two cups for 150 calories or something ridiculous that you just, again, only enhanced your vitamin and mineral intake and helped you be more full. So almost every dinner that's like that where I don't have vegetables as the base of the dinner, I will add a side salad or soup. We're just doing that constantly. I do switch it up. So, you know, you have to make it fun or you're going to be bored with that in a second, but doing, I'll do a Greek side salad. I'll do Caesar side salad. So I will vary even just the side salads and especially the soups so that we don't get sick of them. Okay. Number three, rethink your portion sizes. Sometimes using less of something just so you can have more food in general. So my example for this, it's all coming back to me now, (laughs) is to uh, use a little bit of something so you can get the taste of it. 
So this goes both ways because I'll tell clients, you know, don't worry about what the serving size is because it's all relative to what your macros is. So, or what your macros are, should correct that grammar. So, you know, sometimes it's okay to have two servings of something. I'll have a client be like, well, I can only have one of that because that's a serving size. Like, well, your macros really do allow you to have it and it's pretty clean food, so go ahead, you know. Especially with lean meats, I'll tell people that. That's a great way to up your protein. Instead of having three ounces of chicken at lunch, have five ounces or have six ounces. You know, if your appetite is up to there, that's fine. And then you're getting, you know, you're hitting your macros. That's the whole point is to hit your own macros, not the serving size that's just based on a 1,200 calorie diet or a 2,000 calorie diet. That They don't know you. They don't know your body, all that stuff. So, but on the other way, you can also use less of the portion size if you just want the taste. So I will do this. That's why when people ask me like what I put in my overnight oats, like, what's the exact recipe? What's the exact thing? I will say, depends on your macros. I'll say the, you know, the foods that I use, but then I'll say, but it depends on your macros because it truly does for me too. Some days I will put two tablespoons of nut butter in my overnight oats or my shake if I'm drinking a shake that day. But some days, like if it was a taco night, I'll only do one tablespoon because I want to save some fats for guac. It's all picking and choosing, right? That's what tracking macros is, picking and choosing what you want to spend your macros on. But don't forget that it's not all or nothing. It's not, I can't have cheese because it's so high fat and I want to have almond butter later. You can have a sprinkle of cheese. You can have, you know, a teaspoon of cheese on your eggs if that really makes you happy or whatever, a quarter cup instead of a half cup. It, It depends where you're at and where you're coming from. But think about that. Like you can, that's why some days again, I do a tablespoon. Some days I'll do two tablespoons. Some days I'll do three tablespoons, you know, go crazy because I have fats to use up. Your, your macros are there to be used up. It just depends on how you want to use them. Okay, number four, select filling items to fit your macros. So another example of that, I totally stopped using cheese on my eggs when I was first cutting and doing my macros. So I was, again, feeling a little bit hungry, feeling that hunger pain, wanting to stretch them as far as I can. And I was like, you know what? I would rather not use this for just the taste because cheese is not really keeping me very full and I'd rather have a whole different snack later where I can have celery and peanut butter instead like I can make a whole nother snack out of this and more chewing you know that's what it's about uh, at a different time than just adding this to my to my meal same thing with condiments you know skip the mayo not that mayo's bad and again you can have mayo if you want to but if you are finding yourself running low on calories Mayo's not going to fill you up, but you could put those calories to use elsewhere. Okay, my kid definitely 100% woke up. So I'm going to get through the last tip and wrap this one up so I can go grab him. Uh, Lastly, combine lower calorie items with higher calorie items. I love this trick because it's also frugal to instead of making uh, like a whole serving of zucchini noodles for your whole family. You know, this is a big thing because I personally want my family eating ideally as healthy as I'm trying to as well. I don't want to, you know, oh, mom only gets those protein bars and mom only gets the zucchini noodles. Like you're having the bulk 99 cent pasta or whatever. So what I will try to do, but also the flip side being, I'm totally there with you. It is very expensive to try to feed your family all chickpea pasta and zucchini noodles and, you know, almond flour cookies and this, that, and all the, you know, more healthy things that 100% is more expensive. So I like to combine the lower calorie and higher calorie items. So it also works out to be the cheaper and more expensive items. So using like half zucchini noodles, 
half pasta noodles, but like mixing it in so you don't really notice the difference or, you know, you do, but it's filled out. Same thing with rice. You could use cauliflower rice and regular rice so that you can have a lot more of it to fill up your stomach. Okay, so that is what today's episode is about is stretching those macros as far as you can possibly make them go. I hope that was helpful. If you are tracking macros and need any help with it, that is something that I do on the regular, look at people's food journals and give advice. So you can email me anytime at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com or go check out the website and see the other programs that I have there. You can also hop on the email list there if you are not already on it. Right on the homepage, you can do that. All right, ladies, thank you. I will talk to you next time. Have a great rest of your day. 